Thailand 2017 was a mission and prayer consultation sponsored by ICOM in partnership with MB Mission. The testimony you are about to hear was one of many stories of God's powerful work around the world in the Global Mennonite Brethren family. Okay, good evening. Uh, I'm going to be telling you a story of a young lady from Mexico. Her name is Javida Ocampo, and her husband, Matias Epp, from Brazil. And we all have a story, and uh, their story involves a lot of events and different people that uh, had to be obedient in order for that story to actually be what it is. And so I've asked uh, a few people behind me here to uh, come and just represent certain people and certain events in, in uh, their lives in order for their story to actually materialize. And it's really interesting how so many people and events are involved in all of our stories in order for us to hear a call and actually uh, obey and, and get trained and go out to the field. And uh, I think I could say that in any one of these events, and there's way more events than what we can represent here, but if any one of them was to not fulfill in, in their small way uh, what they did, indirectly or directly, it would have put their call, Jadira and Matias's call, in jeopardy. And yet we know also that God's sovereign, it's his mission, and he would figure it out somehow to do it. But he's incorporated all of us as a family. And a lot of these events, all of them practically have to do with ICOM members and uh, churches and countries. So... Uh, these people are going to help me a bit here to, uh, to figure this out. CNN would call this the backstory. And I'm going to try to present it as a, as a real live drama with Jadira and Matias being the main actors. They're not here. But these are the supporting roles. And they all play, they all play like a small part, but in the end it becomes a big part of what the call became. So, I'm going to start with uh, Diego here. Diego's a pastor in uh, Bogota, Colombia. Uh, he's been there for almost 30 years, uh, Dios es Amor Church. And, uh, and he doesn't even know, but indirectly, his church had something to do with this call. And then there's uh, Joanna, is representing uh, um, Paula. Paula is a girl from, uh, from Bogota, Colombia, born into a Catholic home, became a Christian in her late teens, early 20s, invited to Dios es Amor Church, uh, gets nurtured there, senses a, kind of a call or interest towards missions. And so Diego uh, says, you know what, I think it would be a good thing for you to join a program called Mihuco. Youth Mission Colombia that Trevor and Jones started, and uh, they have it going on right now in Colombia. And uh, Stacy's going to represent uh, the Mihuko program. And so Paula goes to the Mihuko program. She gets trained. Uh, she gets uh, more excited about missions, and then she's invited back the next year, and she becomes an assistant leader. Um, then a crazy thing happens. God is all of a sudden all of a sudden telling Trevor and Joan, it's time to leave Colombia. And Trevor and Joan did not want to do that. Uh, they loved what they were doing. Ministry was going well. Argued with God for about a year. And finally, 
obeyed and left. Uh, Paula becomes the next director of Mihuko in Colombia. Um, eventually, she uh, comes to Mexico, where now Trevor and Joan have started a Matthew Training Center program, uh, Adime, Making Disciples in Mexico, and she takes another six months and uh, is being trained there. And then she goes back, and then we have... Uh, Jose Prada representing, uh, it's representing Randy Friesen. Okay, um, but in a unique way. Uh, back in 1997, uh, Randy is the director of Youth Mission International. And uh, he's with a group of uh, three or four other leaders. And they are sensing that they need to... Um, kind of form a group of, uh, of, uh, of groups that are in discipleship and missions and to kind of form a, a network. And it came to be called Global Disciples, still running today. Randy sends Trevor an email when I'm in Cali and he says, I think you'd be interested in what's being formed here, this network of programs that are on, on disciple making and missions. And so Trevor goes to Atlanta to become part of this and uh, becomes uh, one of the, the members of this group, Global Disciples. And that was way back in 1997. Um, good. That's uh, Global Disciples. We're going to see how all this ties together in a minute. So then uh, Paula, who's the director of Mihuko, she gets invited to, uh, to go to... Uh, a global disciples regional meeting for all the Latin American people, and it's in Mexico City. And I have somebody representing Rodrigo, and it's Carlos. So Carlos, this is Rodrigo. Rodrigo's parents came from Spain to Mexico City uh, as professionals years ago, and uh, Rodrigo is born into this family, becomes a lawyer, becomes a Christian, is involved in a church in Mexico City, sensing a call towards missions. Wouldn't you know it, it's in his church where the Global Disciples meeting has taken place. Paula comes, she's a, a, a translator. Rodrigo is a translator. They're both single, they're both heading towards missions, and you know what happened. Uh, they get married, and today they are missionaries in northern Spain. But before they were sent, the church said very wisely, you better stay back for another year or two and make sure you uh, get your marriage in order. You know, the first couple years of marriage, they get adapted to each other, and so they did. We needed somebody to help us with visa issues, and so he became our lawyer. Okay, so now we have um, all the pieces in place. Uh, Ilone. Is, yeah, here we are. This is the Panamanian version of Ilone Kasdorf from, from, uh, from where? From Brazil. And uh, she comes up to Fresno to get some training in missions, uh, eventually gets sent to Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, she does a couple years of mission there, goes back to work at the MB office in Fresno, and then hears about the Matthew Training Center and what we're doing there. And she says, I've got a perfect candidate that needs to be a part of that. It's my cousin, Matias Epp from southern Brazil. And so she calls Matias and says, explains to him this program. And he goes, 
Mexico, Spanish, Chile, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and she was able to convince him. And so he's a farmer, great guy, goes to the big city, Sao Paulo, to ask for a visa. And he gets a little nervous in front of the immigration officer. The officer asks, so why are you going to Mexico and what are you going to do in Mexico? And he kind of freezes and he says, I'm going to evangelize and be a missionary. The guy goes, stamps his paper, rejected. No visa. He goes home, all discouraged, anger, angry with himself that why did I think I could even think I could do something like this? I should just be a farmer and not worry about anything. Iloni calls me. What are we going to do? We need to try this again. I called Rodrigo, uh, Paula's husband in Mexico City. I said, can you help us? He says, give me a minute. He phones his good friend, who's an immigration officer in Mexico City, and within one hour, he had a transcript of the conversation that took place between the immigration officer and Matias in Brazil. And he told me what they talked about, and he said, that's not going to work. We need to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. What else is Matias going to be doing? He's going to be learning Spanish, and he's going to be learning culture. Say that. So we convinced Matias to go back and try again. He does, reluctantly. He gets the exact same official immigration officer. You again. And this is just days later. And uh, so why are you going to Mexico? I'm going to study Spanish. And I'm going to learn the culture. Approved. <laughs> and uh, Matias shows up, does his training with us. He's a part of our church and uh, going to the adult, young adult group, and he meets Jadira. And I'm going, Matias, no, 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 this is not why you came. You came here to study about missions. You came here to spend more time on your relationship with God. Let's stay focused. Uh, don't get involved in this for now. And he goes, okay. For the most part, he said, okay. Did his training. Felt God was calling him for sure into missions, goes back to Brazil, uh, and comes back uh, about six months later, and uh, is in the second part of the training, and uh, starts this friendship with Jadira, and I don't have you know, nobody here for Jadira and Matias, so let me just tell you about Jadira. She was born into a Catholic family as well. Uh, became a Christian at a young age by being invited to a children's club in her community. Sometimes we think those things just don't ever bear fruit when we do vacation Bible school and all those things. But she got invited, became a Christian, invited her mom. Her mom became a Christian, started going to the church faithfully, ended up moving to another part of the city, and that's where we had our church. She got involved in our church, and... Uh, one day she was uh, studying and hearing a message on Daniel and was really impacted that she felt she was not serving God in the same way that Daniel was. And so she was asking God to confirm in her heart how she could do that. And at that time, her pastor came and said, I think you should take part in this Adime program. And she goes, no, that's about missions. I got nothing to do with missions. No, it's more than missions. It's disciple making, and, and I think you would be good to... She goes, okay, maybe God will show me how I can serve him better. And so she 
She joins this uh, short-term mission called Adime with us uh, on an outreach in Colima, where Carlos is pastor. Uh, we're on an outreach there, and she senses God is challenging her to make a prayer, a very dangerous prayer, she called it, that she would commit to God uh, her life by saying, I will go anywhere you want me to, and I will do anything you want me to. And it was with much fear that she prayed that, but she did, and shortly after that, a number of things started falling in place for her call to cross-cultural missions, and where she met Matthias, and uh, Matthias said to her, I'm a farmer, but God is calling me to be a missionary, and it looks like it's going to be in Angola. If you want to be a part of my life, you need to understand that we're going to be missionaries, and it might be in Angola where it's not very easy. So are you willing to do that? And she was in the midst of receiving this call into missions and said, yes. Graduated from university in nutrition. We sensed the next best place for them to be would be in Iba, Ibea, in uh, the Bible school in Asuncion, Paraguay. And that is where they went. And they are now in their fourth year uh, waiting to... Uh, to uh, finish, and then they'll be uh, going this summer, hopefully, to Angola to go on a vision trip. They've tried three times to go previously. All of them have fallen through for one reason or another, and uh, they're hoping that they can finally go this year to uh, check it out and uh, see where, how God is going to put all this together with the Brazilian conference, and I'm sure some of you are aware of that. So many different people from different countries within our ICOM family and beyond, just being obedient in the small things, yet making a big difference in the call and training of both Jadira and Matias, to the point of seeing them off to make disciples among the nations. Some water, some plant, but it is God who authors his mission, and he continues to call people today to orchestrate those calls, the training, the encouragements, every step of the process and it just is amazing all that God does to organize and align everything to get his children out to the mission field we are all playing a part in so many people's lives indirectly or directly most of these people here wouldn't have had any idea how one little decision or even big decision that they made in somebody's life is going to affect somebody to actually have them accept a call to go and make disciples among the nations. And all of us have a part in doing that. And those of us who have been called to the mission, we've also had many people influence our lives in that way. Thank you. That's the story of Jadira and Matias. That was a testimony of God's powerful work from Thailand 2017. We hope you will experience the love and blessing of God through ICOM. 